It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Hello, wherever you might be on what is a lovely Friday heading into a big weekend. It is Taz Racing Talks. I'm Cam Luke. Campbell Brown is in position and a man who not only DJs when it comes to all the big cup meetings in this beautiful state of Tasmania, but he also rips it apart on a Wednesday night Racing across the great state Wednesday night into the summer and Campbell Brown could not miss. In fact, if it wasn't for Still a Star, I'd say that you were the best performer of the week, mate. Hello <laughs> no, to you. That's very debatable. It wasn't Still a Star's win outstanding. Oh. And, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a, a lovely opening night of racing under lights at Launceston. Um, Coronation Keith has come back in terrific oh. form and... Form and um, it all stacked up like it should win, but one like a dollar seventy pop should. So mm-hmm. it was uh, it was good to be working um, on Wednesday night and covering all the racing Tasmania news. How good was and you mentioned it? How good was Still a Star and how good was Mystic Journey? Yeah. Now I want this on the record. I'm talking through my pocket because I backed Mystic Journey each way. No. Okay. No, and I thought she was brilliant, but still a star and. And Bill Ryan has continually, when he's joined us, he's spoken about the fact that he's excited to have the opportunity for her to continue to go through the levels and show how good she can be. Well, she's bloody good, and she's going to be a favourite in a Group 1 race in a couple of weeks' time in the Empire Yeah, no doubt. Group 2 placed a couple of times leading into the weekend. I thought the race was absolutely run to suit, you know, um, just... Camped off True. the speed. There was good tempo up front in a stalking position, peeled out and um, and down that long Flemington straight, you know, looked the winner. But um, the, the sectionals of Mystic Journey, oh. who, given the way the race was run, I didn't really give it too much chance mm-hmm. of being able to run over the top of them. But gee whiz, six to four to two, sectionals were outstanding and yeah. uh, hit the line as good or better than anyone. And, of course, you are a sectional guy. Well, not ne- not notoriously, <laughs> but when you see something fly like that, yep. I always I always think, geez, I want to go back and look at the times. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, like Chautauqua used to fly late and, and I used to be fascinated at some of the times that Chautauqua oh, used to. I'm not I'm calling glad Mystic you, I'm glad you had to look at the, st- the stats and the sectionals to tell us that Chautauqua was good late. I appreciate that, mate. <laughs> that's, uh, that's just sort of in-depth stuff that I get that I dive, deep dive into. Now, before we get to our first very special guest, Glenn Stevenson, only moments away, I do want to ask you about Wednesday night because you were on fire. Josh Jenkins was on fire. Uh, our man Damo was on fire. No better way to kickstart what is going to be a fun spring and then summer Wednesday evenings. Yeah, it was brilliant. A um, few betting plungers were landed. Certainly uh, race number two, they didn't miss with Rich Clan. And uh, David Perez got the money for Tegan Keys. Um, they came 
fairly hard on a few and left uh, mm-hmm. left the money in the bag on a couple uh, of occasions, but um, not everything. Um, you can't win all the time. La Cadeau was the biggest goal of the night. We spoke to oh. Barry Campbell two, three weeks ago now, and he declared it. He declared and it. And Devon put on the synthetic, and, and it was slow out and, and rattled home for third. Well, it was six fifty into $3.30, jumped favourite. Yeah, I know. And came third. Wasn't, wasn't a bad run. I want to pass this on, though, because you text me 10 minutes prior to the race it, to say, hey, Hey, I reckon, butter up. I reckon Baz went one week early, one start early. I passed that text message on to a few. It ran okay. It I, ran okay. The the the, um, the horse that I was the most disappointed didn't get the job done was Johnny Schutzpa mm-hmm. uh, in race number seven um, because we tipped it at about $9.50. Jeez, it was magnificent. It hit the front in the concluding stages, only for me to dark cloud it, declare it. And uh, Wellborough, the uh, the favourite with Brendan McCool in the saddle, got it late. But um, that was a really nice night of racing and it'll just get better and better. All right, let's get to our first guest. Glenn Stevenson joins us, war correspondent. Of course, goes around tomorrow. What a big day at Caulfield. And this horse is going to have a huge chance to get the job done tomorrow. Glenn, hello to you. G'day, guys. How are you? Uh, good. We're excited. I'm assuming you're excited because uh, any time you got a runner on Caulfield Guineas Turek Handicap Day, it is a very, very exciting thing. But in particular, when you've got a horse in great form and ready to go and a huge winning chance. Yeah, look, it's uh, it's a nice sort of little field, but uh, we've drawn a, a gun gate and hopefully uh, Damo can get him out of the gates a bit better than we did the other night. And uh, plenty in tempo and we should get that nice run just behind the couple of leaders there. Well, what's the uh, what's the story with War Correspondent when it comes to has he did he go back to Tassie after that race at Mooney Valley? Does he stay in Melbourne? Has he stayed in Melbourne? How does it all work from your training of him running in uh, these races in Melbourne? Well, uh, he was going to come back, but the boat got shut down for a few days, so we decided to leave him with Maddie Brown. And he's been to Maddie's before, and look, he loves the environment there. He's got a, a lovely country atmosphere and a and a nice track and good facilities and. Maddie and Higo and the team know him, so we're pretty happy to leave him there. And uh, by all reports and the videos I've got, uh, he's fine. You did draw barrier two uh, at the Valley that night and, and the slow start over 9.55, mm. never ideal. Um, but it was a very, very good return. So barrier two um, at uh, Corford over the 1,200, just that little bit of extra trip second up should suit far more, shouldn't it? Yeah, it should be should be right down his alley. He's a horse that uh, he's a little fat, good doing uh, horse, and the more he gets into his prep, the better he's been. And we've just had a few little issues. He sort of tries to premeditate a bit, and uh, he done it the trials here a, a month ago. But look, if he jumps clean, uh, it'll be a big advantage to him, and uh, the the favourite probably come across. And look, if it all pans out, he should get that nice run. How do, you, how do you deal with those horses and those those little annoying quirks that, uh, and, and, you know, Brownie mentioned there, if you draw a particular gate and you're sluggish away, it makes it so much harder at certain tracks and certain races when the standards go up. How do you deal with it? And what do you do to try and make sure that these quirks don't become and manifest themselves into something that stops him from winning good races? Uh, look... <laughs> I dealt with it pretty bad the other Friday because as soon as they jumped, I turned around and kicked the bar and <laughs> and, and walked away because you know it's all over. And, yeah. and look, he, he should. He just, uh, early in his prep, he, he's just up and about a bit. And uh, look, I'm just hoping that uh, now he's sort of settled down and he's, he's got the gallops into him and the work. 
touch wood, he, uh, he should improve. Look, he's, he's only done it a few times, but as you know, you don't want to be into these races and, and having that happen. So it's just cross your fingers and hope for luck. Glenn, how's your foot? Because I, I do know a few people that in the past have punched walls or kicked doors uh, when their horses have lost in photos and things like that, and you can do more damage than you think you uh, you can at the time. Yeah, mate, I, uh, I was walking around a bit tender with the old big toe, I'm telling you. Brilliant. <laughs> hey, Glenn, before I let you go, and I do, we do seem to be ask, asking this question of a lot of people, in particular trainers at the moment, with the way the world has been in the last 18 or, or so months. It is exciting when you have opportunities to take horses to these big races, but there's also tinged with frustration because there's so much restriction around being able to enjoy it and, and being there and, and being hands-on. How have you handled it when you have this horse going to these particular races and you've got to sit at home and, and watch at different times? Oh, look, it, 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 it's frustrating and, and everyone's got to deal with it. And uh, I suppose I'm just lucky that, you know, and what all the Melbourne trainers and people are doing for everyone, look, it's fantastic that uh, the help we get and Brownie, Brownie's crew has been fantastic, but mate, as we all know, we all like going to the races, and it, mm. there's nothing worse than you can't get there and have a few froths and um, a couple of pags and enjoy the enjoy the day. But you know, it is what it is, and same as you blokes topping it over there. We just got to deal with it and hope things turn around. I, I do want to ask you as well. How's uh, how's old Wes going? I'm Wesley. How's he tracking? Uh, he had a nice soft trial, still a star the other day, and mm-hmm. and uh, very happy. He's his gallops down the beach have been enormous, but he'll have another couple of trials and uh, we'll just, just he's still got a fair bit of fat on him. So uh, hopefully we can get him up. But he's, look, he's nine years old, but he, he carries on like he's two. <laughs> hey, uh, obviously, you've, uh, how many got in work at the moment? Uh, there's 16 there down the beach and, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's full on, but uh, it's, it's when you get to the beach every day and, you know, I know we get some bad weather, but it's enjoyable. We're outside and a great atmosphere and um, there's a few nice ones coming through the system. Should we uh, maybe look or hear about one of those nice ones or two? You got some for the SCN Track family to uh, maybe have a little look at in the next couple of weeks? Oh, there'd be, I think there's a nice one first up in the 1400 next Wednesday night. But, uh, you'll be able to work it out, I reckon. Oh, done. Beautiful. Beautifully done. We will. Brownie, of course, uh, headlines SEN Tracks Wednesday night, Tasmanian Racing. So, Brownie, do not forget and remind the SEN Track family, please. I like that. I like just giving enough information yeah. that the people then need to go away and do their own homework. You can't just deliver it on a platter. So that's that's nice cryptic mail there, Glenn. I appreciate it. Oh, I just don't want the owners into me saying you took me all. <laughs> That's right, exactly, exactly. Hey, Glenn, uh, good luck tomorrow, mate. Uh, huge opportunity, really nice horse. Deserves its crack at this type of race and looking forward to it, how it all plays out, mate. Enjoy it. Good on you guys and have a good one. Thanks, you mate. too, mate. Glenn Stevenson, war correspondent. Tomorrow we'll talk a little bit about the uh, the odds of that race a little bit later on in the hour, all thanks to Ladbrokes. All right, Brownie, you and I, in anything, we do a lot of AFL, we do a lot of NFL, we do a lot of NBL, we do a lot of horse racing. And any time we have the honour and the privilege to talk to someone young in their career yes. that is extremely talented, we take credit when they turn into superstars later on, that right? That is true. Well, it's about to happen again. TJ. Because, yes, TJ. Taylor Johnston, very young in her career, but she is set for very big things, Brandy, of which we'll take all the credit for. Taylor, welcome and uh, hello to you. Hello. <laughs> hey, we're just starting off. You're just starting off. We're excited to see what you're doing. How are you enjoying your, your first little start into being a jockey? 
Oh, honestly, I've absolutely loved it so far. Um, it's everything I could have imagined from the start, and I'm just so happy to finally be out there. What's it like being in the barriers, first ever race ride? What, what was going through your mind? What What are you thinking about? Is it how hard is it to concentrate on all the things you have to do? What What was it like being in the barriers, about to open, first ever race ride? Honestly, it was a little bit nerve wracking to start off with. Um, I was sitting in there just going through everything and thinking about where I wanted to be and all of that sort of stuff. But as soon as the gates opened, it all just uh, went well. And, yeah, everything it was just so exciting. Well, you, you had a third. So you, you finished uh, in the placings on your first ever race, right, GG Buzz. But then a couple of starts later, Wednesday night I was working, I was watching uh, this race, Dark Wanderer, your first ever winner, how exciting was that? And uh, and this is a nice horse, seven wins now from 11 starts. Yes, it was unbelievable. Um, we all had the feeling that he was going to win. Um, Sarah, the trainer, she wanted to get the four kilos off his back and she wanted to put me on. We've I've worked from, a, um, from day dot since I started at Leon's and she's been a very big support for me. And um, I'd been, I uh, trialled him a couple of weeks prior to the race and, he was in good form and everything was looking great. And she was like, yeah, well, we'll put you on race day. And it was, yeah, he just come out and he just, it was so easy for him and he just come out and won. And it was absolutely crazy. Yeah, it was a great ride. And um, there wasn't a lot of market support that night. I know that you probably didn't know as a jockey, but La Cadeau was well-backed and Easy Road, Lucky Bucky were, were the horses that um, were given the chance. And you just sat in behind them, peeled out with... Uh, well, into the into the leading the middle of the track there, which was about four um, lengths off the fence, and uh, did it quite comfortably too. So it was a it was a really nice, patient ride. Is that what was going through your head through the uh, the concluding stages? Yeah. Well, it, um, the plan was we had plan A and plan B, and plan A was well, if he jumped well, we were going to lead because obviously all these other races he'd jumped and lead, um, and I didn't want to fight him, so we just. Um, depended on how he jumped and the other horses jumped a bit quicker than him mm -hmm. so I thought to keep him comfortable and give him a nice run just sit it, slot him in behind him and he was very comfortable there um, and then when the opportunity came I got him out of there and he just he just flew home yes just, just oh I just want to put this on the record here uh, Taylor Brown you, you backed that horse did you or did you have a crack at something else in the race? No I, I didn't we spoke to Sarah Cotton <laughs> pre-race and yes. she sort of thought it would run well but um I was in the camp of La Cadeau, who you uh, you gave Windburn. You went past it that quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was. Um, well, we was a bit shocked that um, he was paying at nine dollars, and all the other ones. There was a, a big article written on Easy Road, so he had a bit of competition behind him. Um, but yeah, no, I believe that he could win, and yeah, that's what happened. So you mentioned. You thought it could win. The connections thought it could win. Did that add a little bit of pressure? You obviously want to get off the mark. I know it's so young into your racing career, but did it add a little bit of pressure going into a race, knowing that the horse was so well? A hundred percent, yes. Um, it was a bit different because um, he's like was one of the first horses, one of the first best horses that I'd ridden so far. Um, so there was yeah that little bit of pressure there, and there was people that thought he could win and. Other people that had their doubts, but, I mean, I believed in him 100% and I believed in myself, and, yeah, that's what happened. Now, so. take, well, and it worked beautifully, and you're set for, for bigger yeah. and better things each and every week. Just, <laughs> there's, there's not a great deal of time... 
when you are a jockey away from everything as you're working your way through your apprenticeship. But uh, what, what do you like to do away from from the track or from the racing industry to try and keep your mind a little bit busy? Because if you spend your whole time 24-7, it's, it's obviously going to give you some mental fatigue and, and possible burnout. What do you like to do to sometimes take your mind off being a jockey? Um, well, yeah, my life pretty much revolves around horses. I, I mean, I have my own horses at home. Um, that I like to do a bit of outside work with. Um, I love going to the gym, just keeping active, really. And, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty much it. So, tell you what, Brownie, she's incredibly talented. Then she goes and works out. You and I could maybe learn a couple of things from her and maybe we'd be successful. <laughs> I need to get back line. in the gym, don't I? <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> I'm looking at you right now. Now, I'm assuming... Now, you got some rides next Wednesday night, have you? Yeah, so I'm allowed to take up another ride. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I've got one for the boss and two for um, Trent Wells. So just, just on that, what are the rules associated with uh, what you can and can't do at the, t- at the current time? Um, well, it all depends on how well you're going. Yep. So they always start off down here with um, giving the apprentices two rides for their first up. Um, it just all depends on how you go and how they think you're going out there and if you're confident enough and if you're doing everything right. And, for instance, if you're doing too much wrong, then you get sent back to trials. Um, but if you're going well enough and everything's going good, um, so then you move up to taking on a few more rides and then so on and so on. So it just, yeah, it all depends on how well you're going out there and um, the jockeys have a little bit of a say in what they think's going on and if they think you're good enough and right to be able to ride a couple more. Well, you're doing everything right at the moment. You've had a great start to it. We're excited to watch you continue to do it. Of course, SEN Track have such a, a huge presence in Tasmania as well, not just with this show, but Wednesday nights, which Brown is the headline actor. And hopefully he'll, 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 he'll back you soon rather than trying to take you on and, and doing his dough like he did on Wednesday night. So uh, no doubt looking forward to Wednesday night and looking forward to uh, Brownie and I taking a lot of credit for your career because we spoke to you early in it when you turn into that superstar jockey we all expect to you to. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, she's a superstar. TJ. TJ. Uh, how'd you come up with that? Yeah, I'm not too sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but going at going at uh, 40% win place yep. per ride, so five rides, one win already, and, and her, her debut ride was a third. So um, if you can maintain uh, that sort of strike rate, you'll, um, you'll end up being one of the greats. Well, the very fact that she is now able to ride a couple more next Wednesday and based on what she said about how there's a continual conversation in Tassie and, and working your way out to make sure that when you earn those opportunities by the way you're riding, she's getting them nice and early suggests the future she does have. All thanks to Ladbrokes. We're going to get to a break. Taz Racing Talk. There's plenty more on the other side of this. Campbell Brown and Cam Luke.